the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. Welcome in. Rob Black. Talking stocks, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Bitcoin. Not quite a stock, but a currency. You may have heard of the terms Forex before and not known exactly what it means. It means foreign exchange. Um, stock's getting hit. Well, not the stock, but the currency is getting hit again after Chinese media reported the country's regulators were moving closer to shutting down exchanges. Uh, reports today are basically stating that um, this was first indicated on Monday that China had planned to ban trading of Bitcoin and other virtual currencies in its exchanges. China Business News reported that the city of Shanghai has verbally halted Bitcoin exchanges. The website CryptoCoins News, which I guess we need that <laughs> to stay on top of all of our CryptoCoin uh, news needed relationships, said that uh, a local newsletter said that the banning of Bitcoin exchanges was certain. That's a pretty big one. That's a, a damning situation. Imagine if you've collected baseball cards your whole life, and then the President of the United States says, no more trading of baseball cards. You'd be like, whoa. Right? Um, China banned ICOs earlier this month, and more recently, uh, that's the coin operations tied towards uh, Bitcoin. Uh, rumors that it might ban cryptocurrency trading altogether have escalated. And earlier this week, you saw J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon say it was fraud. Uh, Bitcoin was fraud that would eventually blow up. Cryptocurrency has plunged about 25% since its September 1 highs, but it's still up 300% for the year. So it's almost like, which one are we taking a look at? Which one do we believe? Um, short-term trend, weekly trend, or the quarterly or yearly trend. It's pretty interesting. And again, I own no Bitcoin. To me, it's a currency that's used um, kind of in the shadows for now. I'm not paying my mortgage with it. I know that mortgage originators are transferring money with it. I know that some countries in the world that don't have strong banking systems are using it for legitimate reasons. Um, 
So there's a lot of positives with Bitcoin and the uh, technology behind it. But it's not quite ready for prime time. And to be ready for prime time, you have to have your currency tested. Maybe this is the test. Maybe this is the test. Now, you've heard about FANG stocks, I'm sure. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. We're talking stocks. Uh, Massive breakout in 2015. That's kind of when they got that nickname, the FANG stocks. At times, uh, Google's been the A in FANG, or a double A. And uh, you get their Tesla in there at times. But Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Now, since Google's also called Alphabet, that's kind of why it became another A. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Apple's been in there at times. But the core is Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. And it's been hotly debated on where they go now. They have returns of 83% between them in 2015 and posted another solid year, albeit a uh, without the same degree of outperformance in 2016. So 2017, all four have come from they've been beating the market. So they have been winners, 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 not only amongst themselves, but amongst their peers Wait. on their sector and at the overall stock market. Remember, there's you know things that you always want to look at. How's the stock market doing? How's the sector doing? How's the individual company doing? When looking at investments, it's pretty difficult. It's not easy to predict what's going to happen next from a macro, political, or economic point of view. You know, Google's always under pressure now because of the way that they bundle their services. Um, plus, their services are, have got a lot of information that they tend to resell. So what can you do um, to capitalize on the big trends shaping these guys? Do you buy them on dips? The big trends, you first have to realize what they are, cloud computing, digital advertising, e-commerce. And they're just a few examples of the seismic trends that have meaningful investment impact. Uh, Digital services get better the more they're used. Uh, Consider the digital services that infuse our lives daily. Log into Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, or Netflix, and you kind of see that it's been personalized for you, right? The more you use it, the more it knows about you. Amazon shows you the products it thinks you might want to buy or maybe things that you've looked up or maybe things that you've searched outside of Amazon. Facebook and Instagram show you posts from your friends or topics that you're most interested in or things you've searched for. Sometimes Facebook sees some of your pictures that you went skiing last time this year and they're like, oh, let's go to uh, a mountain and uh, see if we can't sell some ski passes for them because we know Rob likes to ski. Even on Netflix, each family member can have their, his or her profile, and they're personalized uh, for the individual, not just the family. So uh, your young son's uh, videos where he tends to like horror movies, uh, they're kind of colliding with your young daughter's movies, who tend to be Disney princesses, kind of colliding with your documentary angle. And you can see information served up just for you, just for them. Cable box is getting more and more interesting. The guide you see is the same for everybody. You flip it to ESPN, what you see is what everybody else sees. Same for CBS or HBO or AMC. So the TV is becoming very, very static. Yet Netflix is saying, you know what, I know you like horror movies or I know you like documentaries. Let me suggest another one. And then the CEO, COO, CTO, CFO, CMO, someone's going to say, we need more documentaries. Rob's going through them too fast. 
Danger, danger. You must hit the documentary button. Do not hit the documentary button. You must hit the documentary button. Do not hit the documentary button. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Grab today's paper, and you see the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and, you know, on them, you know, uh, you see again and again stories about cord cutting. And if you're not cord cutting, you're at least thinking about throttling back. You're like, maybe I only need one TV with cable, and I could have a Chromecast or an Apple TV or something on the other one. So if you read on an iPad, um, you know, it's digital, it's connected. You still get the same articles as the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. But you also get the most popular, you get the most read. So you don't even have to, like, digest and then, like, look through the paper for something that intrigues you. Over to the right, you see Alibaba's Jack Ma does a Michael Jackson impersonation. You see Baker Hughes, a GE company, show me the money. You see McAfee rebuting Jamie Dimon, saying cryptocurrencies are not a fraud. They're going to go to $500,000. So the digital iPad versus the reading the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal versus the new the paper, it's personalized to what you read the most. Now, for each of the FANG stocks, improving personalization for users and customers, it's critical to future growth and opportunities. If Mark Zuckerberg knows that I like the Green Bay Packers and he creates a TV show for the Green Bay Packers, but I never find it, it's useless. Facebook tracks your engagement to learn what content and ads you prefer in your news feed. Amazon continues to benefit from its flywheel strategy where more participation from Prime members drives greater loyalty and purchasing. Scott Galloway out of New York University has posted uh, the idea that pretty soon Amazon may send two boxes a week, one containing the products it thinks you want, and one in which you can return the ones you don't want. One day, Amazon's personalized predictions might get so precise that only a single box will arrive at your door. Big data era, we're in it. The more we use, the more the data yield curves. The more data captured, the more analyzed, the more improved the services. You realize TV's static, and the Internet and digital and Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google are dynamic. Winner takes all. I'm Rob Black. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. (laughs) Stock Talk with me, Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I do wildly appreciate it. I get up super early. I stay up kind of late. Okay, maybe not that late. Okay, truth be told, I'm usually asleep by 9. But I'm not a lot of fun. I am a lot of fun because it's all about the stock market. (laughs) Are you with me against me? I just talked a lot about fangs and how great it is to kind of grasp that it's all personalized. Whether you grasp that or not, it's really all personalized. And 
your phone is becoming more and more personal. Apple's really focusing on photos and cameras and more about you. And that's kind of annoying because I think when selfies, when we first started seeing selfie sticks, we were appalled by them. I'm still appalled by them. Um, and, you know, when I hear people like Professor Scott Galloway of New York University say that Amazon's going to send us two boxes, one for things you might like and two second box for things you want to return, and in the future maybe it's just one box to get to know you that well. Um, I'm appalled by that, but I'm also playing into it. Um, I got, and this is just kind of humbling to say out loud, I live on a creek, and because I live on a creek, there's rats. And how you kill rats is up to you. Some people want to do it, like snap their little necks. Some people want to poison them, and then they wander off, and they die. Then a bird eats them, and that bird dies. Uh, but you can't be living with rats. Uh, it's nasty gross. So you have to do something uh, with that, or you can just move. So you're living with rats. It's like, I'm not living in New York City. No, no, but anyhow. Big data is out there, and there's always going to be arguments around big data. So uh, do not fret and just start trying to do what you can to figure stuff out. One of the greatest things about being a stock guy and talking stocks is that this is more than a golden era of investing. The 90s, we saw commissions on stock trades drop from $400 per trade down to... I guess I, I really remember it starting around $40 a trade, then we hit the $29 a trade, $25 a trade. Uh, and now a lot of trading can be done for free um, and or near for free. And there's even apps like Robinhood where you can transfer money from your bank account and buy stocks. Goldman Sachs Asset Management is wrapping up a price war with the pending launch of a new smart beta exchange traded fund with an expense ratio as low as 0.09 basis points, nine basis points. Um, 100 basis points equals 1%. So this is this is cheap. This is less than 10 basis points. Um, that price is so low that Moody's issued a report calling it a credit negative event for traditional actively managed mutual funds, which often charge over 1% in expenses. So this is going to be a smart beta exchange traded fund. Price wars can affect creditworthiness of traditional actively managed fund companies like Leg Mason, Franklin Resources, and Janus Capital Group. This is a game changer. Companies that you used to have to pay money to actively manage your portfolio, they, they are not being viewed as creditworthy or less creditworthy now. So Vanguard's an exception because they already charge less than 0.09, but they are tied towards um, value. They are tied towards indexes. They're not necessarily tied towards, you know, actively managed. So Goldman Sachs Asset Management Smart Beta Fund is also negative for Invesco, BlackRock, Wisdom Tree, State Street. They're going to have to cut prices as well. This is the golden age of investing. This is the dawn of the age of Aquarius, of investing. It's getting better. It's getting better. What we just thought was going to be contained to trades on stocks, then it turned into ETFs and indexes and mutual funds because all their fees lowered. Now it's actively managed funds. This is the dawn of the age of Aquarius. Give me hair, hair, long, sexy. Like, do you, remember, do you want me to do show tunes from the 70s? Because I can. And I will. 
and that's a big black monolith structure ahead. And suddenly I feel like I'm going back to my roots. I'm a monkey. I'm sorry, Dave. We've hit in the golden age. I can't do that. No, no, it's not Dave. It's Jeff. Do you know who Jeff is? Jeff is every guy that you meet in Minecraft. You know they're making a Minecraft movie? Exactly, exactly my thought, too. Boy, I've been thinking the world needs a, a Minecraft movie. Elsewhere out there. And by the way, that's that's not a movie that's aged terribly well. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, in fact, it's quite slow. But that's all I'm going to say, because I don't want to come across as negative. People call me negative, and I'm not negative. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Little. This is hair, isn't it? Yeah. Hippie hair. Okay. So let's change topics ever so once again. Back to stock talk. Electric cars. Elon Musk is going to uh, show us an electric truck in October. And that makes me think of BJ and the Bear, which was a, a TV show in the 80s about a trucker, Greg Avigan, who was named BJ, and he had a monkey that drove around in a truck with him named Bear. Let's forget the idea that monkeys poop all over the, the front of the cab. Let's just forget that idea and then come up with a concept of like, oh, yeah, he's going to go from town to town hauling his load, and he's going to solve crimes. He's typically going to fall in love with a beautiful woman, or she's going to fall in love with him. But at the end of the show, his monkey, driving around the country with his monkey, is more important than... So go Google this. This is real. This is a real TV show. So anyway, back to modern technology. So we're going to have uh, Tesla self-driving truck. So Greg Evan can, can play with his monkey instead of driving the truck. He can just play with his monkey in the front of the cab. You with me? You read in between the lines? So anyway, four General Motors, Toyota, um, all have a lot to lose right now with electric vehicles. Or... Is it a trigger? Um, we're starting to use the word EV, and the golden age for automakers, EVs could trigger a potential collapse in demand from which they never recover. Um, you could see new automakers like Tesla with EVs rather than the traditional players come up and steal the crown from the king, so to speak. Um, what does this ultimately mean? Massive consolidation. Will Ford survive? Will GM survive? Will VW survive? Will Audi survive? Will all these brands survive? And the answer is no. Electric vehicles are probably going to be connected to the cloud and be able to provide many new services that aren't in cars today. Consumers will be able to pay for them. Right now, equipment manufacturers look good. They got to, you know, lock on this data, so to speak, as long as they don't let Google uh, or other companies snatch it away. BMW and Tesla have the best shot at surviving the electric vehicle revolution, and it's going to fuel their stocks higher. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
comment on this morning's topic? We're taking your calls right now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. So you've recently seen Apple's push into augmented reality with the iPhone 10. You saw a glimpse of it with Pokemon Go a few years back that has pulled in billions of dollars in virtual currency. These concepts are all kind of just crazy to talk about. Pokemon Go, there's like these creatures that were running around. You could use your phone's camera and they would superimpose the creature on your camera. So if you're facing the camera at your friend Elizabeth, you can put a creature on top of her head, throw a Pokeball at it. And he got you! He got you! Um, so you get the idea of cameras with superimposed images. Um, now you're going to see Apple's iPhone 10 kind of take that to the next level, where the rumor, the things that we've seen so far in augmented reality, companies like Ikea saying, take a picture of um, your living room, bring it to the store, or come to the store and grab a code, go home, and see what that couch will look like in your living room. See what that bed would look like in your bedroom. Um, kind of cool. You get where it's going on. Is this game changer? It's moving in the right direction. Nearly half of Americans um, make up 50% of all Americans. It's one of my favorite, favorite statistics of all time. And it's 120% true. You know, there's you can't run 120% faster. Uh, anyway. Retail, we've heard stories about companies like Macy's and Nordstrom's and Banana Republic all struggling with people coming into their stores. And a lot of people are buying from different brands of Amazon a lot of their clothes now. And often I kind of joke, but I'm not kidding. Um, my jeans are diesels. I get them typically through Amazon or through you know, Google Shopping. My belt I got through Amazon. My socks I got through Amazon or Costco online. My shoes I got through Nike.com. So most of what I'm wearing has been bought online. Except for the shirt. So here's where they're going to get me with the shirt. Shirts scare me. I've got 10 pounds of pudge here or there, depending on which part you poke. But I love the idea, and this kind of started coming to me the other day, when um, someone makes a, a wireless scale now, where you go, wireless, scales are always wireless. They're just tied towards batteries, right? No, no, wireless is in, you can tap it once or twice with your foot, and it knows you're the male in the relationship. And when you're done weighing yourself, it could text it to your phone. Kind of cool, but do we need it? Probably not. But the whole idea of a wireless scale, why not look at some other things in your house? We already have wireless thermostats. I've got a Nest. It saves me money. I'm thrilled with it. 
when I go skiing, there's a nest at the lodge where the family that owns the place can turn it up or turn it down based on, oh, someone's arriving at 1, I'll turn up the heat for them. Oh, they're leaving, I'm going to turn it down. Oh, it's freezing, I'm going to turn the heat up so the pipes don't freeze. All done remotely and wirelessly. So what other devices can we have? We already have speakers that are wireless. Um, We're not quite there with the TV yet. We're getting there, but we're not quite there yet. Um, How about a wireless mirror? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? But of course you, Robert. Senior Black. I'm dead sexy. And um, I'm like, Mirror, should I I shave a little of my chest hair? Oh, no, no, no. It's very masculine. Mirror, should I shave shave the hair on the bottom of my feet? And the mirror goes, (coughs) starts vomiting. So I like the idea of a wireless mirror. I've already got the patent on it, so screw you guys. You're going to try to steal it from me. But here's where I like it. I could open up my app. It could tap into my mirror, and it could. I could stand in front of the mirror with uh, topless. I know, zoopy zoopy zoo. I could have a little time by myself with myself. I could light the candles, grab a glass of wine, shirtless. I could look at myself and go, "Hmm, you look good. You look good like a sucking and baby lamb." So with my wireless mirror, what I could do, I am a second baby lamb. Maybe that's the truth. Okay, so the wireless mirror. Kill Zuby Zuby Zuby. I can't, I can't focus. I'm thinking about how sexy I am when I hear that song. It's 100% can't stand it. true. So I like the idea of... I've lost some weight recently, so I'm less pudgy, less puffy. Well, hey there, puffy. Um... I like the idea of a wireless mirror where I can tap my app and then tap the mirror and I could start shopping at Banana Republic or I can go through a magazine that maybe is wireless and try the different fashions on that I see, you know, the good skinny looking guys and only to learn that that shirt is made for skinny people, which I'm still not. But try out an outfit, mix and match accessories, then pay for your ensemble all while in your own bedroom. I like the idea. MasterCard, in collaboration with Marie Claire Magazine, is planning to make that possible. A payment technology company is unveiling a temporary shop in Manhattan next week designed to meld the speed and convenience of online shopping with the experience of browsing in an actual shop. The so-called pop-up shop, which will be dubbed the next big thing, is intended to let MasterCard show what is possible at checkout, offering a glimpse into how traditional stores can stand out in a retail climate. You know, that's been upended by Amazon or been Amazoned, as we're starting to say more and more on an annoying level. So this pop-up shop in New York is going to be open from September 23rd through October 12th. And it's going to feature selfie pay, where you're able to verify your purchase with a selfie. Say what? This is the first time that they're showcasing the combined technologies. The physical source still matters, and by using technologies like this, we can really help retailers start reinventing and re-energizing the physical store environment. Uh, thing that I hate about stores is time. I went to get, um, and this is just interesting of note, not wildly interesting. I went to get the coffee bean the other day, and I'm in the parking lot, and uh, 
I see 20 people walk through the door, like a group of realtors or a group of some, a herd of people. I'm like, well, I'm not going there. So the idea of waiting in line is a physical turnoff to me. It's the idea of a pop-up store where I can grab, you know, try on a shirt, do a selfie, and the shirt's mailed to me. I don't have to put it in a bag. I don't have to wait for the person to like go, would you like to get on our mailing list? Would you like to sign up for a credit card? It's 20% off today. It's pterodactyl retail person. I'm not going to Anyhow, and anyway, table. the whole physical store thing, it matters, but I like the pop-up physical side of it and like the wireless mirror. I love the concept. We're years away from it. But have you heard the commercial for the um, untucked shirt? I'm like, what the hell is an untucked shirt? I keep hearing commercials for it. I like to see it on me before buying it because I don't really like the process of returning stuff. Visitors to the pop-up shop, and this is the pop-up shop, this is not the wireless mirror, can download an app that allows them to input their payment information as well as book appointments with Neiman Marcus stylists who are available on site. Each piece of clothing has an electronic tag embedded in the label so that when you're in the fitting room, the mirror will recognize what you're trying on and then display it. Eh? Eh? You with me? Now you're getting somewhere. So the smart mirror will allow customers to adjust sizes or view different colors. It will suggest a pair of shoes, a belt, or other accessories that go well with it. Now we're talking, baby. Do you remember when you would go into, like, a store and you'd, like, try out a shirt? And the person would be like, would you like a credit card? Pterodactyl retail person. And you're like, no, just leave me alone. And they're like, you know, I have this shirt. And you're like, you're five foot one. you're a woman. I'm 6'2", I'm a man. There's no chance you have this shirt. And she goes, well, my boyfriend has it. And, you know, he, there's a really cute belt that goes with it. And you're like, it's a shirt. It doesn't need a belt. But show it to me anyway. So she goes to grab the belt. And, like, all that can be done on a smart mirror. When you're ready to buy, instead of trudging to a checkout counter, you simply touch the item's image on the mirror, tap checkout, and the shirt or jacket is automatically moved to a cart on the mobile device where you can complete the purchase and uh, have it sent home to you. Customers also won't have to wait until the store opens to make a purchase. If you're strolling by and see an item in the window, how much is that dog in the window? Woof, woof. So if they've got a doggy in the window, you can tap the glass to select it. A cart's going to appear. You'll enter your phone number right on the window. You'll receive a text that will provide you to a link to a mobile site where you can make that payment. This is the future of retail. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Anyway, um, it's some pretty cool stuff. Getting a text with a link to buy something that you see in a mirror in a window. Retailers have shown that they're eager to set, accept new payment concepts and to engage customers in new ways. And it's, you know, whether it's motorists who are prepaying for gas or smart refrigerators that allow customers to automatically order groceries. Retailers have a really strong appetite to try new things, and they're moving quickly. And it's something that you know we're seeing in the here and now as well. Wireless scales beget wireless mirrors. Wireless mirrors beget trying on clothes without having to go to a store. You still can. Equals bigger purchases. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. Oh, my, my, my. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I like looking at stocks and talking stocks, but I kind of like to try to find the story inside the story. Like Latisse Semiconductor, President Donald Trump blocked the proposed acquisition of the chipmaker by a China-backed private equity fund. Um, This will happen. Politics will get in the way of investing at times. Sometimes politics trumps capitalism. Lennar, the home builder, said its communities and areas impacted by Hurricanes Irma and Harvey did not incur any flood damage, despite representing about 40% of Lennar's home building revenue. However, the company said about 120 new orders and deliveries during the recently completed third quarter were impacted, and about 700 delays will be seen. Yes, weather can run amok and cause problems in all sorts of businesses, including things like home builders. And if they were to miss their quarter and Wall Street were to punish them, it might be a buying opportunity. Unless you believe we're going to get Hurricane Irma once a year for the rest of your investment career. Expedia struck an alliance with British travel company Thomas Cook. Under the terms of the deal, Expedia become Thomas Cook's preferred hotel provider for certain holiday um, sales. I can't get excited by that. There's very little fact in that press release. There's very little data to chew on. Elsewhere out there, Amazon is planning to build a 1 million square foot warehouse near Mexico City. Hmm. That's all I have to say about that. Hmm. eBay got upgraded to buy a new coverage at DA Davidson. Oh, by the way, that whole Amazon thing in Mexico City. It's all about Mexico City getting more relation Mexico getting more relationships with China and Mexico still being obviously a big consumer of goods, but also a big exporter of goods as well eBay, the online marketplace, was rated buy in new coverage. The firm that called them a buy is a company called D.A. Davidson. Uh, it's like B.A. Baracus. What's the B.A. stand for? What's the D.A. stand for? No way, fool. Um, D.A. Davidson says, uh, sees multiple paths of operating improvement and notes better search results on Google that drive users to eBay. I find eBay, in my world, less relevant than it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Now... I don't like investing in less relevant. Again, can you make money in it? Sure. Is it more of a value because there's people like me who will exclude it because we find that it's beneath us? Absolutely. But for me, it's also tougher for the company to get momentum in a consensus guide. I think the best part of eBay is PayPal. But they spun that off. Elsewhere, United Natural reported quarterly profit of $0.72 a share. Revenue was slightly below forecast. The company, which is a primary distributor for Whole Foods, gave an upbeat forecast for the current fiscal year. Upbeat for Whole Foods is an upbeat for, wait for it, wait for it, Amazon. Now, Amazon price cuts, Prime Now and other investment, is going to pressure profitability. But a lot of people see Whole Foods market driving faster Prime subscriber growth. One analyst estimated 38% of Whole Foods customers, or about 5 million households, are not Amazon subscribers. The Internet giant's crushing the market so far. Its shares have risen 33% this year. 
Amazon now officially owns Whole Foods. So Morgan Stanley rated its overweight rating for Amazon, saying millions of Whole Foods shoppers are going to sign up for Amazon Prime. He's got an $1,150 price target on Amazon, representing about 15% upside from today's uh, yesterday's close. He expects Amazon to convert half the shoppers between now and the end of 2019. A lot more growth and engagement, a lot more Echo device sales, a lot more consumer web traffic interest driving solid top-line revenue trends. So the analyst sees Whole Foods sales growing by 12% annually through 2022, all because Amazon came in and bought them after they had hit a 52-week high months and months and months previous and then fallen 30%. Interesting, no? No? 75% of people lie on their resume. Lies on resumes are not uncommon. Um... I've got a person in my family through marriage that um, he's just a loser. That you know, he he tells family members that he's had a job for the last four years. It's on his resume, but he's not made any money doing it. So is it really a job? Loser, loser. I want to like grab some torches. I'm not grabbing white sheets. I'm not making a joke in that direction. But I want to grab some pitchforks and some torches and, like, chase this guy through the town screaming loser. Because, like, just because you say you do something doesn't mean you actually did it. Behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. So efforts can backfire. Just 12% of human resource managers will call a dishonest candidate back. So never, ever, never say you're a CIA spy. My personal... Favorite instead of CIA spy is to say you're like one of the founders of Google and just come up with a business card that says, you know, founder of Google. And it can be named like Great Googly Moogly. Aha. And when you show people your card, it's spelled P F F F F F T and ah. There's a lot of AIGs, H's, and what have you. Seventy-five percent of people lie on their uh, resumes. I love that. What you do want to do on your resume is show involvement in your community, have a sense of humor, uh, dress appropriately for the interview, find some common ground with the interviewer. Those are important things to do. One stock that I wanted to talk about that I didn't get to talk about was Capital One. Uh, credit card company. You know how everyone has credit cards and you're like, man, I wish I was the bank. As an investor, you can actually buy the bank and be the bank. It's worthy of note. So you're looking for pullbacks. You're looking for opportunities to get into great businesses that you say, I wish I could own that company like Google. You can. Apple, you can. That's what owning stock's all about. Stock talking. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.